0: talk with you about uh, a message entitled when the power comes when the power comes and um, this is not attached to a series it's a a standalone message but um, it's on my heart and so I need to just dive right in because time will slip by and I want to talk with you real quick about uh, three of the major feasts that the Jews would partake of back in the day in fact still Orthodox Jews today one of them was the Passover, which we celebrated on, on Good Friday night because Jesus Christ is the Passover lamb. Now, what we did there, Passover, the, the feast of Passover uh, was, uh, you know, it, it was Messiah, our Passover lamb. And Jesus was killed at the same time of the evening when all of the Jews were slaughtering the perfect lamb for their sacrifice are you with me Jesus was killed at that time crucified on the day of preparation for the Passover at the same hour because he is the Passover lamb and indeed the last lamb that was slaughtered then I want to talk with you about the feast of first fruits Jesus was raised from the dead on the day of the feast of first fruits Because he was the first fruits of them that slept, Paul said uh, in 1 Corinthians 15 and 20. Jesus was resurrected on this very day, and first fruits, the, the feast, pointed to the resurrection of the Messiah. Then something happened, not on Passover, not on First Fruits, but then there was another feast that happened 50 days after First Fruits. In other words, 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, something else happened, and it was called the Feast of Pentecost. Are you with me? Now, at at the Feast of Pentecost, um, uh, the Jews, you know, they celebrated, um, you know, what God had done, but the Christians celebrated the, the power of the Holy Spirit. They celebrated what God had sent uh, to His church. So the Jews celebrated the giving of the law at Mount Sinai. The Christians celebrated um, the giving of the Holy Spirit to the church. Now, uh, now, what happened on that day was they were in the upper room. This was 50 days after Jesus had been raised from the dead. And they heard the sound of a rushing mighty wind. You can find this in Acts chapter 2. They were all there gathered in one place and in one mind and one accord, and as they sat there praising God and worshiping God, a rushing mighty wind, they heard it. I don't believe they felt it because they were indoors, but a rushing mighty wind come through. The Bible said, cloven tongues as a fire sat upon them, and they spoke with other tongues and prophesied. Some people said, these men are drunk. And then Peter said, these men are not drunk as you suppose, seeing that it's only the uh, third hour of the day nine o'clock in the morning and now some people if you drunk at nine o'clock in the morning something serious y'all with me say amen but he said it's only the third hour of the day counting from six o'clock so it's nine o'clock in the morning he said but this is what the prophet Joel prophesied in the last day saith God I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and and then that prophecy goes on and on but the Bible says that there were uh, I I wish I had time to go through all of Acts chapter 2 but it says All the people that, why would God send the Holy Spirit on the Feast of Pentecost? I'll tell you why. Because every male Jew 20 years old or older was by law required to be at the Feast of Pentecost. Celebrating the law given, uh, are y'all with me? Say amen. But the church, the Christians celebrate The filling of the Holy Spirit, the infilling, the giving of the comforter to the church because every male Jew 20 years old and up had to by law be in Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost. It was on that day there were Medes and Elamites and dwellers of Mesopotamia and Cyprus and Pontius and Pamphylia and Phrygia and Crete and uh, Arabia and all of these places. And the Bible says they all heard them speak in their native tongue. Wow. Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? How was that? It was a genuine move of God. A genuine move of God. How do we know? 3,000 people gave their heart to the Lord that day. And the church, as you and I know it, was born. The New Testament church. Give him praise. Now, Jesus promised us, he said to his disciples, it is expedient that I go away. It is necessary that I go away. For if I don't go away, I cannot send you the comforter, that is the Holy Spirit, the Paracletos, the one that comes alongside you, the one that is your mentor, the one that is your teacher, the one that opens the deep revelation of the mysteries of God to you. He said, but if I go, I'll send him so how do we know Jesus got there? The Bible said when they killed the great martyr Stephen, he said heaven open and he looked up and saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Are you with me? So I know Jesus made it back and I know based on Acts chapter two, the Holy Spirit made it here. Amen. So, so then when the Holy Spirit comes, he represents power. Now there, that is problematic for us because we, we look at things. Let me tell you about the English language. First of all, In the Bible, there's at least five words that, oh, by the way, you've got an outline there to help you along with this. I I wrote that for you, so you ought to say, thank you, Pastor, help me get along with this. And anyway, (laughs) nonetheless, there's at least five words in in, in the um, original language to define power. Now, let me tell you, because things are different, just watch this for a moment. Let's just say the word love. We have one word. You know, love, and that word represents everything from lusting after somebody all the way to the deep love of God that saved us from our sins unconditionally. That one word, I just love you. Why? In what context? Do you love me sensually? Do you love me sexually? Do you love me unconditionally? Do you love me if I spit in your face? Now, see, the Bible, if you go back to the original language, you find the word phileo. That's a brotherly love. That's the love of, of two brothers, you know. That's the love of a brother and a sister. The love of uh, my brothers and sisters in Christ, phileo. And then there's a word called eros, erotic love. That's where we get our word erotic from. It, it, it's a sexual type love. I, I love all y'all, but, you know, we, Kelly, the only one for the eros type love, you know. <laughs> Amen. And so, uh, so then there's another word called Agape. And agape is the unconditional love. It, it, it matters not. In other words, even after they spit in Jesus' face and pulled his beard and his hair, after they beat him with rods and just done all these things, he loved them unconditionally, no matter what. That means you love your child no matter if they've murdered somebody, no matter if they're gay, no matter, if, no matter what it is, nothing stops agape love. That doesn't mean you approve of everything they do. It means you love them in spite of what they've doing. So now I just I need to move on. So you got all that down. So the first word or the definition for power, somebody say power. power. It's a word called dunamis. Dunamis, it literally means it's where we get our word dynamite. In other words, he said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8: you shall receive After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem and throughout Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. You shall receive dunamis, in other words, dynamite power. He said, you're going to receive that kind of power. This fell in the upper room. In Acts chapter 10, while the apostle Peter was preaching in Cornelius' house, there was not supposed to be anybody but Jews. But, uh, I mean, anybody but Samaritans, but some Jews came along with Peter. While he preached, the Bible said, while I yet spake these words, the Holy Spirit fell on us as it did at Pentecost. And they heard us, and we heard them speak with tongues and prophesy and magnify God. Now, there was a, a racial issue going on in the church, and it wasn't black and white, but it was Jews against Samaritans. Samaritans were half-breed Jews. They told uh, Peter, he said, hey, hey you, you can't be hanging out with them half-breeds. Are y'all with me? He come back to Jerusalem and told the Jerusalem council, listen, I have seen the power of God fall on a Samaritan just like it fell on us. Who are we to withhold church membership from those whom God has poured out his spirit? Amen. Amen. Do us power. And then we find that power again in Acts chapter 19 when, uh, when Paul went to Ephesus. And he asked the believers, he said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, we ain't even heard if there be any Holy Spirit. That's what they said exactly. It's so like some of y'all, y'all come and say, man, this Holy Ghost church, I don't know if you'd even be a Holy Ghost. He said, well, we don't know. He said, well, then what were you baptized unto? They said, we were baptized unto John's preaching. What did John preach? Repent ye, for the kingdom of God is at hand. His message was a message of salvation. He said, I'm glad you got that message of salvation and that you have repented. But would you like something deeper? Yes, we would. Okay, praise the Lord. Receive you the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says they spake with tongues and prophesied. Dunamis power. Dunamis power that comes from the Lord. Now, let me say this. I've been raised in this, friend. I'm talking about I cut my teeth on a red-backed hymnal in the church. So I know I've seen the real, the fake, and phony, and all that stuff. Now, Paul, the apostle, if you're wondering about spiritual gifts, and we want to do some training there, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he lays out the spiritual gift. There's nine gifts of the Spirit. Likewise, there's nine fruit of the Spirit as well. It's an amazing thing. We'll study that. Chapter 13 is the love chapter of the Bible, or one of them. And he said you can claim to have all of the gifts. In other words, you can shake Rattle and roll you can have tongues interpretation prophecy discernment wisdom healing miracles and all of these things he said but if you have not love you are a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal <laughs> you can do everything you want to do but unless it operates by love that's who you are now we get to 1st Corinthians chapter 14 Paul had to write back to the Corinthian church because they got in this competition about who could speak in tongues the most but we don't have that problem so to speak. Are y'all with me? And, and, and I think what happens is the church at one point got so far one way, it got all charismatic, and then it swings back the other way, and people get scared to death to do anything. Are you hearing me? Say amen. So, but let me say this uh, Paul said to them, listen, because they, got, uh, they just got plumb crazy. Everybody in the world, you know, speaking in tongues over here, and somebody over here, and somebody over here. Paul said, hey, 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 hey. Now, now, now you got to go back and get this because I've still got four more words to deal with. I ain't never going to get it all. But but Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, everything in the house of God can happen, but it needs to happen decently and in order so that we know this is of God and not of man. Well, let me move on. So where can I be filled with this kind of power? Well, my wife Kelly was cleaning the house probably. I I don't know how she was dressed. I'm just going to leave that alone. But nonetheless... I was in the service. She was about 22, 23 years old. Didn't even have a driver's license until she was 25. But she's dusting and mopping and doing all these things, listening to old Jimmy Swagger back in his heyday. And, you know, I already was filled with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I I was already in ministry, but uh, she was still believing God and, you know, raised uh, not in the church, let's just say. So nonetheless, but while she's cleaning and dusting and praising God and singing in English, all of a sudden something happened in her heart. Amen. And she was filled with the Holy Ghost and power. Amen. So wait a minute, Pastor. What are you talking about? Why, why are we filled? Let me ask you this. Are we filled just to shake? No, there's a whole lot of people shaking. They not got nothing. Right. Except they took too many drugs or something. We got you know, people doing this and doing that. Is it, is it just about showboating? Absolutely not. This is not po- politics. The Bible says that we are fi- the power shall come upon you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the uttermost part of the other. In other words, God give you that dunamis power to serve him. So if you're not serving him, why do you have it? You're abusing power that you have if you claim to have it and you're not serving him. Amen. So we serve the Lord. We don't just get filled with the Holy Spirit. Just let me tell you something. Oh, Lord. I'm going to go to melody if I just don't move right on. So let me go. We are here to do the work of evangelism. We're here to be his witnesses. We're here to carry the gospel to the ends of the earth. We are to be the ambassadors for Jesus Christ, filled with his spirit to do works of ministry. Now, there's another word called exousia exousia so dunamis is that mighty power he said then there's exousia he said I want you in Matthew 9 and 6 but I want you to know that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins Exousia means mastery or authority. Now, this is right here, where some of y'all are going to fall off the wagon with me, so hold on, buckle your seatbelt. There's a different take on power. There's a difference between dunamis and exousia. Dunamis means I could not do it until divine power showed up and enabled me. Exousia power means that I have received the power to execute mastery over something. Let me help you. Jesus has given us the power to forgive sins. Now, listen, I'm not talking about you can't forgive somebody and they can go to heaven because you, I'm talking about forgive trespasses. Uh, you know, if Adam wronged me, I can choose to forgive him. I can't forgive like Jesus forgives. In other words, give you ticket to heaven. I can't do that. You got to get forgiveness for him for that. But he says the exusia of power rests inside of every person that is born again to release others from offense. Getting quiet on me, getting quiet. He cleanses us, but but we have the power to let issues go, to let trespasses, failures, defeats. I've had many opportunities, even this week, to be deeply offended if I wanted to be offended, but I choose to be better and not bitter. Hello? Man, if I wanted to, Ooh, I could screenshot some foolish mess. y'all with me saying? I know y'all could too. You could. People talking about you. and I, You ain't as bad as they talk about you, and you ain't as good as some of them talk about you either. <laughs> I, I try to keep balance. A man told me years ago, he said, Pastor, you ain't as good as some of them say you are, but you ain't as bad as some of the others say you are either. <laughs> Let me say this to you. I need you to understand this as a Pentecostal church unashamedly. I need you to understand that we need the gifts of the Spirit now. Praise God for that, but let me say this. I don't need to be knocked out by the power of God as much as I need to be actively releasing the forgiveness to people. Let me, let me qualify that remark. I'm a firm believer. I want want the moving of the Spirit. I want the indwelling of the Spirit. I will say this. Indeed, one can go to heaven without ever having been slain in the Spirit, but one cannot go to heaven holding bitterness and unforgiveness. Now, again, like I said, raised in Pentecost. I can remember some when people was laid out like cows everywhere, just, just everywhere. And you know what? I love that. And I've preached those kinds of revivals, pe- I mean people just like cordwood, just all over the place. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Y'all don't lose me right here, and I hope I don't lose you. But I have struggled hard to find one preacher in the Bible that preached a message and had 40 people laid out in what we call slain in the spirit. I've been slain in the spirit, don't get me wrong. I've been, I have lost my footing because I was drunk in the spirit. And then I've seen preachers knock somebody so hard, you are gonna fall one way or the other. Y'all with me? And, you know, and I've seen some guys just dig in and say, you ain't gonna knock me now. And I don't blame them. I mean, if the power of God don't hit me, stand there. Ain't no sense in faking nothing. Y'all with me? I'm just simply saying this. Now, did I see, you know what I did see in the Bible? I saw them drag people on on mats, sick mats, and they laid them down. And when Peter walked by, his very shadow crossing over them rejuvenated them, and they got off their deathbed and walked around whole. So I'm about the power of God. I'm against the abuse of the power of God. And some of the things that I see that is, can we do more? You better believe we can do more. But let me ask you this: Someone say, "Well, Pastor, hey, 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 you be careful how you and you know you're the pot and you indict the kettle and you're sitting on the same stove." Ooh, Pastor, you done gone to meddling today. It's good. Exudes. Let, let me help you all about this. Exusia power allows me to forgive the boss that laid me off. It allows me... Uh Uh, to forgive that parent that abandoned me or even worse, abused me. It gives me the power to forgive that word spoken against me in anger, to forgive that post or that blog that was directly pointed at you and even though they lied and said it wasn't. It it gives me the power to forgive that friend that betrayed me or to forgive myself over the lost or missed opportunity that I wasted or squandered, to, to forgive that spouse that had an affair, to forgive that one that stole from me, that's exusia power. And you as a Christian have it. Now, whether you choose to use it or not is a different story. Let me say this. I can have 12 volts, you know, in this big battery, and it'll start this big old Ford 460. Are you with me? But I have to choose to turn the key. And if I'll turn the key, the power will be released. Coming out that positive, it'll hit that starter. Whoa. It'll crank up all you forward people just said. Amen, Pastor. (laughs) Anyway, power to forgive that person that lied about you and sometimes to your face. Man, where's time? And And then there's something else about exousia. There's two parts to exousia. Exousia is the power over one's own will. In other words, The power to will is present with me. You have your own ability to will. God is working in you, uh, Philippians 2 and 13, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. You get to choose. Paul said, I struggle with evil on one side and good on one side, and I want to do this, but I do that. Y'all been with me? Say amen. You got to have the power to choose how you're going to act in every situation. You can choose to, to react or you can choose to respond. There is a difference. A reaction is kind of like when it hits you on the knee, just sort of, just a knee-jerk, bam. A response is something that you run through the neocortex, something that you think about and then respond intelligently. See, because there's a lot of times I wanted to react stupidly. There's times in my life I did react stupidly. And then I had to go back and try to intelligently defend my actions of stupidity. And that's tough. So just think about it and respond. So now I need, I need to move on. Exousia power is the power that Paul mentioned when he said in 1 Corinthians, I discipline my body like an athlete training it to do what it should. Are you all with me? I have the power to do that. W- what does this mean? Here's the power of your will. The power to say I've had enough chicken. <laughs> Set the plate aside. The power to say I've had enough chocolate cake. The power to say I'm going to finish my education. I don't care if I die. I'm going to try. The power to say I'm going to, here we go, make a plan. I'm going to set a goal. I'm going to see it through to completion. The power to will is present with me. I'm going to get out of debt. Mm. Y'all feel that shaking? Uh, Oh, here we go. Ah! I'm gonna be on time. Mm. I felt that one bounce off the sidewall. <laughs> the power to say no, the ability to make not good choices, but the best choices for my life. Wow! Well, did you know good is the enemy of great? Now let me move on. I got something, but I ain't gonna have time to show this video. I wanted to, so I'm just gonna just have to tell you about it. Um, this next word for power. Megaliathes, Megaliathes, I know it's a 50 cent word, it means splendor and majestic power. It's almost like when you hear, I had this queued up, but I I ain't got time to play it, the battle hymn of the republic, some when they start singing that song, coach, I just get all messed up inside, My, my chest bows up in pride. When they raised the star—I mean, the stars and stripes—are y'all with me? When, when President Obama from the Oval Office said we have killed Bin Laden, something was just up in the air. When George Bush said whoever knocked down these towers very soon will hear from us—that's kind of thing that just resonates through you and you feel it. You wonder what it is—Megalith's power. The power of something majestic. Daniel said it like this. I saw him seated upon his throne. the Ancient of Days, talking about God. He said thousands, oh, John said thousands and thousands times 10,000 stood around. Him. Are y'all hearing me when he talked about, you remember when the four and 20 elders knelt down and said blessing and glory and honor and power be unto him who sits on the throne from this day forward and forevermore. What about the seraphim that cried holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Power Megaliotes is a word used for it. Oh, I wish I had time to show you that video. It's a moving power of splendor. It's almost like when you see the Army. I remember back in the early 90s, the largest buildup of power in the Middle East since World War II when our tanks rolled into Riyadh and, and, and all of that. I remember sitting back then. There was two news stations, not cable everywhere like today. I was in Claxton, Georgia, and I stayed up around the clock for days and watched as we were uh, taking care of business in the Middle East. So it's, it's incredible. Let me say this. What could we as a church do if we were all possessed with the splendor of perfect unity? I remember I was in the military. We was marching Drill instructor said, all I want to hear is that one left heel beat. I want that to sound. And did you know the unity is so strong that I can't remember the famed general when he had thousands of men crossing this bridge. He made them march out of step because the unity of being in step ran the risk of collapsing the bridge. If that one left heel hit at the same time, every time with with extra power, Wow. So, um, and then there is another power, Lord, where you see there's another word called kratos. It is uh, the power that we have to serve others. Listen here's what he said. Revelation 5.13, I heard another creature in heaven. I just said blessing and honor and glory and power belongs to him that sits on the throne. In other words, taking the same verse, If we were to replace the word power with strength, which is a synonym, it would read like this, I will honor and give my strength to the one who sits on the throne. I will honor and bless and give my strength to the one who sits on the throne. How do we give strength and vigor to him who sits on the throne? I'm glad you asked through servitude, through serving God. I stopped by coming in this morning. Brother Lee Vern was out there faithful. <laughs> I see you, brother, putting them cones out. I already went down and said, Brother Lee, God bless you. Thank you for your service. That's how we offer our strength to him, by serving him. Another one, so I can close this up, is Iskhoos. Iskhus, Iskhoos, uh, I-S-K-H-O-O-S. It means ability. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, Nature arms each man with some faculty, which enables him to do easily some feat impossible to any other. Are you all hearing me? In other words, God has given us ability to do something unique. That's crazy. So. As you stand with me, I want to ask you a couple of things. Do you have the dunamis power? If not, you can. You can. You say, "Well, Pastor, has, h- how's it got to happen?" Let me say this: You can be filled with the Holy Spirit in church. You can be filled in the hunting stand. Although your hunting's probably out the window. <laughs> you can be filled driving down the road, but you better know it's the Holy Spirit driving because when you get caught up, you can be filled cleaning the house. Call on the name of the Lord. So do you have it? If not, why not? Exusia. Give others and to control your own will. You can have it. You do have it. Are you using it? Megaliotes, uh, the, the majestic power of unity and influence do you have it? you can Kratos power, do you have it? vigor, strength are you serving? if you're not, you could be and then Iskhus, the ability you've got it if you use it bow with me if you will in prayer If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I have somewhat come short of all of that power you're talking about. You may have one or the other, whatever, but you're missing some of that. Let me see your hand real quick. Nobody's looking, this is me and you. How about you, sir, ma'am? How about you? All right. Quite a number of hands. I want you to hone in on your notes you circle the ones that you've got or else circle the one that, or, or more that you don't have that you want to work on. And it's not enough to feel goosebumpy about it right now, but you got to pray and you got to seek God. If it's dunamis power, it comes with the infilling of his Holy Spirit. If it's exousia, if it's Megaliates, uh whatever it is, kratos, uh, exous, whatever it is, you can have it. Father, in the name of Jesus. You saw every hand raised. You know the heart of every believer. I ask you, God, to grant them the power that they ask of you and give them the courage to walk in that power. In the name of the Lord, I pray. Amen.